Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the wonderful film Palm Trees and Power Lines. We are joined today by writer and director Jamie Dack, along with cast members Lily McInerney and Jonathan Tucker. And, and Jamie, I wanted to start by talking about the way in which you originally saw yourself telling the story, because it's it's an adaptation and, and an evolution from the short film that you created a few years ago. Um, but even ahead of that, I've, I've heard you talk about how, as a photographer, you were taking a lot of photographs around kind of the types of areas that you ended up visually filming this. And so I was interested in how your work as a photographer and, and a lot of the photographs that you were taking around these areas really ended up influencing certain aspects or visual elements of how you wanted to tell the story. Yeah, I always kind of look at it like um, this character in this film <clears throat> has certain vulnerabilities that, uh, you know, allow her to be pray to this other character. And <clears throat> there's the fact that her father's not around, her mother's not around. Well, she is, but not really. And, you know, she doesn't fit in with her friends and all these things you see when you're watching the movie. But additionally, there is the fact that she's living in this place where she feels a kind of uh, boredom and aimlessness and loneliness. And, and that's kind of what I had captured in these photographs. Um, <clears throat> this kind of suburban malaise that this character is feeling. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I'd been taking these photographs and, and writing simultaneously and, you know, knew that this was the perfect place to kind of set this story. I love that. And, and Lily, one of the things that really struck me in terms of the work that you did preparing for this role is that I've heard you say that you even went and saw a really good therapist so that you could have someone to talk to about <laughs> some of the emotional spaces that this character and this this story was asking you to go, but also to kind of really cement a lot of your confidence as a performer coming into this project as your first narrative feature lead role. Um, and so what was the emotional preparation that looked and what did that look like for you alongside the fact that obviously you're still diving into the script and going through scene by scene, but also making sure that you're taking care of that other component? Definitely. Well, I mean, I'm so grateful that my job as an actor sort of forced me in a way to confront any emotional baggage I had yet to deal with. Um, and I think that's something that every person, no matter their career, should, you know, incorporate in their lives. But um, especially not only this being my first role, um, and the pressure that that sort of entails and uh, intensity of that experience as a as a as a actor, but also the subject matter. I, I knew I wanted to be really careful and thorough in the way that I was handling um, this role, not just for myself, but also for the work that I was doing. I think it's really important to to be responsible as an actor when you're approaching any role. And um, especially as a young actor, I just knew I didn't, I, I didn't want to, uh, I just didn't think it, not, not only for my own comfort, as I said, but um, for the quality of the work, I think it, it was just the best way to tell the story and to do it responsibly. 
I really, really love that. And and Jonathan, one of the aspects that I wanted to ask you about in terms of, of how you saw your way into this character was reading a lot of like Brothers Grimm and, and looking at things like Little Red Riding Hood, because you're you're playing this guy where it's less about the way that he's behaving on the surface and everything that's kind of meticulously at play underneath. He's not overtly saying what his intentions and what his plans are with Leah. Um, and so how did looking at certain fables like that really give you a viewpoint and a window into who this character might be and how he might present himself um well i I love fables um you know i I think there's a reason why they they hold up over time um and i i think this film could be a fable in some respects i don't think it's a cautionary tale um on the subject matter but more a cautionary tale about um listening to your intuition because what Jamie does so remarkably is in many ways constantly allow your intuition to flare up and tell you that there's something wrong. And then she immediately ameliorates you both in the script and in the, 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 the um, elements of her storytelling. And uh, I think it does a great discredit to um any of the the men or women or boys or girls who end up taking a sort of path like Leah did, if the character that seduces them um, isn't actually seducing, but has all these sort of kind of nefarious, overtly nefarious sort of qualities. So that's where we were trying to go. And, and ultimately um, it has to be a seduction and, and that, and seduction is light it's, it's sharing light and sharing a sense of comfort and safety. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and Jamie, I really love the, the way that you've used the camera lens to give us this incredible perspective of the way that Leah as a character is seeing the world. And we really see her viewpoint, even down to the fact that when she's in the kitchen with her mom, we don't see her mom's face until she sits down at the table at the same level as her. And so what did a lot of that preparation look like for you in terms of figuring out the blocking and how you really wanted to use the camera in that very specific way? Yeah, I mean, I knew that in every element of the filmmaking, I wanted this story to be told from Leah's perspective. So, you know, every decision with the camera was um, with that in mind. And additionally, I um, because this did stem from photographs and I, I, I am a photographer, I was really inspired by certain films where I feel like, you know, you can press pause on any frame of that film and it could be a photograph that you would want in your home, you know? So that was kind of my, um, my goal with, with framing and composition and, yeah, it's really beautifully shot. And, and Lily and Jonathan, the, it sounds like there was an intention from Jamie to not over-rehearse the script and to over-rehearse scenes, but that it was more about creating this real sense of intuitiveness within your performances going into filming scenes. And I wanted to ask about some of the work that you did leading up to filming together, because it sounds like it was more just about the time that you spent getting to know each other. Um, you know, I love that you worked with like a movement coach and doing some animal work as well. And so how did that really help you facilitate facilitate a lot of the emotional layers and textures once you were in production and once you were filming together. Lily? Well, um, I would say, uh, well, it was crucial. Um, and I'd say it's a lot easier to peel back on your familiarity with someone than it is to like 
fabricate it on in the moment. So I was really grateful that I had such a close bond and a comfortable relationship with Jonathan. And there were even points where like Jamie would have to remind me like, oh, you know, (laughs) you probably wouldn't be this standing this close to Jonathan if you'd like had just met him and I would have to like where where that bond was so strong that it was sort of permeating in ways where like that didn't make total narrative sense <laughs> but um it was essential I think to have made this movie and dealing with some of the more intense scenes that we did um if we didn't have that comfort and ease and openness and and vulnerability between all three of us on set uh I don't think we could have pulled it off yeah Jamie's in the very rare group of of top tier directors that understands um that finding a sense of spontaneity that allowing your crew members actors and all the other members of the crew to follow up on their intuition um it derives from the work that you put in in post-production and rather than feeling like you have to control the people that you're working with um, or are working for you as the director um, she realizes that um, she's so talented that she can create an environment that people feel comfortable to play and to follow things that might not work and to experiment within a certain context both in terms of the frame but also in terms of the narrative framework and um, that's when really magical things happen, but it should never be confused with a lack of discipline or deliberation or purpose. And, and Jamie, in the way that you've told this story, there's such delicacy in really exploring the gradual connection that's building between these two characters and the way that that grooming exerts itself in this very quiet manner a lot of the time with these different layers and, and spaces where she ends up deeper and deeper in this relationship dynamic. And, you know, especially given that obviously you can't film everything in order. I know that where you could, you would. Um, how did you really work to make sure that alongside Lily and Jonathan and their performances, but also like Jonathan was saying, with that eye already into thinking about post-production while you were on set, that you were really finding what those slight nuances and shifts and changes were going to be so that when the audience is watching it, they're really kind of just very gradually falling into it as well. Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of that has to do with just the way the script was written, which is to follow the stages of grooming and to um, really be grounded in Leah's experience. Um, And yeah, so, you know, I also set her up in a way in the beginning to be completely, um, you know, ripe for his uh, manipulation. And I I think, yeah, I think it really started with the writing. And off the back of that as well, for you, Lily and Jonathan, how did the two of you really work together alongside Jamie to find what, what do these different spaces look like for the two of them? What does it look like at the beginning when there's this kind of spark in chemistry, but they don't really know anything about each other versus this space later on where she's willing to trust and follow him into spaces she never thought she would step into. I think you don't, you don't push a string, at least from Tom's perspective, it's a constant pulling, you know, and she should always feel like she has the opportunity to leave that all of her decisions are hers and that sense of ownership over the relationship that's being forged um, allows 
for her to continue moving towards a darkness that she doesn't that she starts to understand might be there but that 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 she continues to go towards regardless mm-hmm. and somewhat as Jonathan touched on earlier um I think we all understood and agreed that it would have been a complete disservice to this story by creating caricatures of a groomer and his victim and rather approaching it all entirely from Leah's perspective and in that way approaching it as a love story and setting aside whatever hindsight I myself Lily has on this situation or whatever judgment I might have on this situation whatever red flags I might be detecting and really putting myself in her perspective and I think that's what the film does ultimately to the audience it was really um important to me and it was it was a fear I had in the writing stage of this um you know that people were going to watch and say oh she's so dumb how could she possibly you know go through with this and so it was um important to me that people understood you know why she was ignoring red flags for example and so that was something that was I always had in mind in in the writing and the directing of this absolutely and you know to that point as well where we really get you know a sense of of who he is as well from the story it's not just this caricature one-sided character um for you Jonathan what were the challenges that came with someone who really isn't able to show his hand and like you said he's he's not physically walking her through a door he's kind of opening it and allowing her to see it for herself and and make her own choices well I mean uh it wasn't so challenging on the day, you know, on the day, it's like the, 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 the hard work is obviously before literally, and then spiritually, as you kind of put the wet bathing suit on, so to speak. And once you're in it, you're, you're like, this is great. We're having a great time. And what, I can't believe I'm getting to, you know, to be in the first feature film that, that Jamie Dack is going to direct the first feature film that Lily McInerney is going to be. And I mean, people, I think will go back and be like, well, ask me, I'll be in a, a panel, you know, in 10 years from now, I'll be like, what was it like to work for the first time with Jamie Dack and Lily McInerney? Um, so it was wonderful to Jamie's credit. You know, you, there's only a few scenes that are really problematic for us as human beings. And for me as an actor, and it was even more challenging to watch it as an audience member than it was to participate in it simply because of all the logistics of filmmaking. So um, I think it's been, it's been more of a ride for me on this film than probably anything I've ever done simply because you're trying to process this character and this story and its impact on me personally um, over the course of many different stages and it's not really the same as seeing special effects put in or seeing the the vf the 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 noise or the scares or the lights you know the color timing or whatever other things get done in post this has been much more of a kind of a, a spiritual journey in some respects um one that i I didn't appreciate when I first signed up for this. 
I love that. And and Jamie and Lily, you know, with within this story as well, going back to something that you were talking about earlier, Jamie, with the fact that there's this suburban malaise and, and we see a young girl who feels very disconnected from her friends. She feels like there's something else that she wants in the world, but she doesn't know what that is yet. Um, and this relationship really exacerbates that sense of isolation and, and the way that she really withdraws even further from her friends, from her family and from people around her, especially because it's this huge secret where she, she can't really share it with anybody. And so for both of you, what were some of the important aspects that you wanted us to see in Leah as a character as she really withdraws further and further into this bubble and away from this world that she was already feeling disconnected to, to a degree? Lily, you want to go first? Well, sure. Um, I think what Jamie did really wonderfully in the script and that I was really happy to build on is um, a sense of ambition and a sense of hope that really fuels Leah. It's not just her discontent with her circumstances, but rather like a vision for a future that she sees just beyond her grasp. And so rather than, you know, her her choices being fueled by kind of like, sure, there, there's there's an emptiness in her life, but there's also like a real intelligence and wisdom and autonomy that this young person has. And she's in this in-between phase where she can make all these choices for herself, but she doesn't yet have the tools to really like know what choices to make. And so um I was really grateful to play such a complex teenage girl. And that's something prob that's probably my favorite part of this film and something that I'm really grateful to Jamie for creating and something that I'm like looking forward to seeing more on screen. Yeah, I you're reminding me of the first time we met and we just shared and shared and shared stories of being teenage girls. Yeah. It's like such an important part of life that is not represented enough and when it is it's represented in really like hypersexualized and totally oversimplified ways that I think yeah this film does a really great job of combating and for you Jamie what were some of the important emotional aspects to bring into Leah as a character for you in that regard yeah just you know I think it's um it's like, it's this time in her life, it's the perfect storm of all of these vulnerabilities. You know, she's on summer break from school and she's feeling bored and lonely. And, um, you know, her parents are divorced and her dad's not around. And, um, you know, and I just generally think it's really challenging to be, I'm remembering these stories, Lily, and I, that I was saying, Lily and I were sharing, like, it's very challenging to be a teenage girl. And it's a very vulnerable time. And, um, yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking about for the character. Mm -hmm. And and Jonathan, coming back to you, you know, it becomes very clear in the narrative that this isn't the first time that he's had a relationship with with a younger girl. And so for you, did you want to go into playing him as this is kind of his playbook? This is this is the way that he kind of builds trust and builds this sort of dynamic every time he does this? Or did you want to go into it feeling like there's certain things that really are coming to the foreground specific to the dynamic and the connection that he's building with Leah specifically? Um, it's a great question. I, I think everybody has a playbook. Um, 
and you have to deviate from it um, depending on, you know, what, what is happening in front of you. There's something clearly special about Leah for Tom and he recognizes that at least internally or I did. So, um, which is like, you know, why is this night special, right? Like this is the, this is the story we're telling. So there's something special about it. Um, I just don't think it's worth getting into um, how a Tom comes about um, versus really focusing on how, what their, what the elements are that they use and employ in order to, to feed and in that respect, I think it's all pretty similar. No, that makes sense. And 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 Jamie, there there is something that you were touching upon in in your last answer. In terms of the way that you've told this story, you've been very careful to never make it feel overly sexualized, um, and it's never sensationalizing any aspect of what this relationship dynamic is. And also specifically, Leah as a character and as a young teenage girl, and the way that we see her on screen. And so, how did you make sure that with all the creative choices that you were making along the way, you know, even just down to costume design? the way that we're viewing her through the camera, that it was never crossing over that line. And yet we also understand the dynamic of why he's entering into this relationship with her as a teenage girl. Yeah, I mean, I it's a story about a girl being sexualized and exploited. And so it was, so for me, I had to do the opposite in every decision that I made and um, for sure costume. But I remember Lily and I talked about it and we kind of were like, she wouldn't, she's not comfortable dressing and revealing clothing. She's more tomboyish and, you know, and, you know, and our costume designer really understood that down to the, you know, multiple vintage t-shirts she's wearing that are not revealing. And, um, and, and then in contrast, we made her best friend dress a little bit, you know, more revealing, but um, yeah, I just, because of the, what the story was about, I didn't want her, I didn't want as the director or the writer to sexualize her any further. No, and the, and the film really succeeds in that regard. And, and particularly, um, you know, for you, Jamie, and also for you, Lily, I did want to ask about the scene, which kind of goes into spoiler territory a little bit later in the film, where he has another guy come into the hotel room alone with her. And I just think it's so sensitively filmed in the way that it's been shot. You know, the fact that we have this kind of 10 minute wide shot where we're not coming closer. There's certain things that we don't need to see on screen to kind of feel that unease and, and that discomfort. Um, I was just interested in the dynamic of how a scene like that really came together and finding what were the right creative choices for both of you. I think that, you know, my belief is that oftentimes things we don't see can be scarier. You know, maybe it's something we're hearing behind a closed door or, um, you know, we're, we're pulled back and we can only see some of it, you know? And so that was really what I was um, going for in that scene. Um, and I think it's really interesting that, that, you know, people have such a reaction to that scene when actually it's not, um, you know, revealing or violent or, um, you know, it, it, in many ways it's, it's not, but yet it's so, it's somehow so disturbing anyways. That was all Jamie's magic. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Um, but I will say that, uh, that was probably the scene I prepared for the least, 
Um, I was definitely emotionally prepared for it and um, had, you know, been very much aware of like, and, and, and played it through in my head and gave myself that time to uh, feel okay and, 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 and feel safe. Um, which was made extremely easy by Jamie and Jonathan and everyone else on set right down to like it, it, uh, the details of that day. It was, it was an, it was an extremely, extremely supportive environment to do that work in. Um, and I couldn't have done it without that, but the scene itself, I had barely run through. And I think that's kind of what it needed because not only would it be extremely uncomfortable to be running through in my private time, but because that kind of a moment is unfortunately really um, instinctual for a woman. And so uh, it it came by itself and it, it didn't need anything else besides the setup of the room and knowing I was safe and as Lily. And, and then lastly, for you both, Jonathan and Lily, because of what you've both talked about in terms of those moments of real just intuitive connection to your characters in filming scenes and, and really just allowing yourself to go into the moment, what were some of the moments of discovery that you really found from the fact that you hadn't over-rehearsed and, and become overly didactic on certain elements and scenes, but really allowed yourselves to just step into this space and really inhabit in a different way? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think um, I, it's just it's it's about being a tourist, you know, and and just being knowing that you're going to a location, but um, and having your bags packed and having a basic itinerary. But, oh, that's really quite a beautiful thing that we hadn't expected or she did something here that wasn't anticipated. Um, you know, life is just filled with so many accidents and you know spontaneous acts of beauty and pain and and um and light and darkness and so when you're just open to it um you can acknowledge them and in acknowledging them um you're more fully living and that's a, a richer experience in which to participate and I just want to say, Jonathan made an incredible role model for me in that way. I was sort of making the rookie mistake of like obsessively going over my sides and 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 planning out each beat and 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 trying really hard not to drop the ball, thinking that preparation was the key to success. When not that it's not important, but the good stuff happens when you just sort of say "fuck it" and let's see. Um, excuse me, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but um, the good stuff really happens when you let go and uh, take that risk and live spontaneously in the moment. That's Which amazing. is why I confiscated Lily's script at a certain yes. point. Yes. I love it. Well, it's it's such a beautifully crafted story and the way that you've told it for for this narrative and, and everything that you're exploring within the film. So congratulations on everything. And thank you so much to all three of you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mara, so much. Thank you so much.